Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi, I'm Rob Schneider. And I'm Kevin David Thomas. And happy Throwback Thursday, Kevin. It's that time of the week, everyone. You know, we've missed you. We've had a couple of episodes where you've been an abstention. It's, been, it's a little, been a little strange, hasn't it? You've been like Godot. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> Aww. You're right. We, there's a couple. We had a little emergency, so I couldn't record some of the, my favorite things. And then, because uh, we were out of town, it just you were by yourself for the Charlotte Ray extravaganza. <laughs> oh yes, I was. <laughs> yes, and I was. For bless also, uh, Kay Ballard. Kay Ballard. I went to go visit her in Palm Springs. I was in abstentia. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh. sorry I missed you for those. I we missed you. I know. We missed you. But I'm thinking because the audio quality on the Charlotte Ray wasn't so hot. <laughs> how about you? We do it again, right? But you play me, and I play her. Oh my god! And we just do it verbatim. So I edited that podcast, listeners, and <laughs> I texted Rob right after because I was like, man. You 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 get an award for that because you were really your questions were on point. You were going after things, but bless her heart, she was like, I don't remember any of that. Like, uh, nope, don't remember. No, she didn't say I don't remember. She said I don't remember. (laughs) Yes, you tried so many different angles. (laughs) You were just trying so hard. Oh, but that's okay. Um, you know what though? I she said fun stuff. I always say this, even if we don't get a a lot out of them, we get something a little bit more than we knew previously about that era. Well, yes, and and it's a piece of history that's preserved forever, and yes. that was the whole point. You know, yes. I mean, they all may not, some are definitely more entertaining than others, but the fact it remains that she lived that life, and we've preserved it now. Yeah, so I, God I bless. Yeah, no, God think, and bless. And bless you for oh, being no. on your car phone I got to that. speak to... Because it did feel like it was like 1920s radio well, hour. To, hold on, let me clarify, because I said <laughs> car phone, and... Yeah, I know, of, everyone gave you shit for and that. And Robbie Rizal was like... Who has a car phone anymore? <laughs> I was speaking in the car while I was driving. So she was on oh, blue- okay. Bluetooth? Because it did sound like it was like a piece of tin with like string attached to it. That's it the did. only way she would do the interview. <laughs> she sent me two Campbell soup cans and a shoelace. Oh she said, make Girl. a phone. <laughs> Tootie could do it. Why can't you? In episode seven, that's oh. how Tootie and Joe spoke to each other. <laughs> 
It's funny this though. Usually we talk more about theater, but she really did like talking about her television stuff more than Well, theater. she was one of the pioneers of live dramatic television in New York City, which right. is, is so rare that we actually get what to What is speak. that, Rob? Because you're saying those words in a sentence, and I'm like, live dramatic television? I have no idea what you're talking about. So it was not uncommon in the 1950s for uh, television shows to like have a... Like it was a serial show. So like, for example, like... Um, like the, there was like the Colgate Dramatic Hour, and every week they would present like a ninety-minute live television play, live written specifically for that week. Like, wow. um, God, I hope I'm getting this right. Like the subject, no, there's a famous movie called Days of Wine and Roses with Jack Lemmon. It, it was like sounds ju- like a daytime movie. Yeah, and it was originally like it was originally a teleplay. So they would go in, they would rehearse for a week, and then. Every like Friday or Saturday night at eight o'clock, they went on the air live and did a full dramatic play. Incredible! And but, this is was also in the time when there would be more, you know, musicals would have like an hour and a half pr- production of it being done. You know, they and it was live like that. That that um, Cinderella, you know, with Julie Andrews. Oh yeah, live. That you know, Kay Ballard was also yes. In. Um, but yeah, so but they would do this every single week. And if you want to see some good ones, there's a great DVD set from Criterion called The Golden Age of Television. And it's got a whole bunch on there. Oh. But it, I mean, this is where so many great actors got their start. Like you'll see ones with a young Dustin Hoffman. You'll see ones with like a young Charlotte Ray, a young Jack Lemmon. Yeah. Um, and a lot of New York stage actors who like we talked about like with Car 54. Right. We only saw them. We know them from musicals, but we don't really get to see what their acting performance but is they, like beyond the cast recording. And that's a perfect place for So in the 50s, this, that was when this really was happening and Charlotte was at the forefront of it. Oh, yeah. Wow. I mean, and now think about it like today when they're like, oh, my God, we're doing, you know, a m- live movie musical or a live TV musical. And it's like, it's ooh, live. That's unheard of. Months and yeah. months and months of prep. These people were doing a new one every, every week. week. Every week. It's crazy. So anyway, so she's a part oh, of that, which I think wild. is a really important part yeah. of our legacy and of our history. I think that's that's just fascinating. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's thank it. you. Thanks. Thanks for that little tidbit. Oh, you're welcome. The more you know. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of the more you know, can I give you some like th- something I found out that I'm kind of surprised about? Okay. And it has nothing at all to do with theater, but I'm, I'm, Great. Thinking, I'm thinking ahead here. <clears throat> so in China now, I think I might have told you this, on tombstones... They're now putting QR codes. So when you go to a grave site, you literally hold your phone up to the QR code on That's the tombstone. That's that little, like, little, like, splotchy black and white yes. little thing that you get on the internet that you, like, I don't, which I don't even know how you scan it, but you can scan it somehow. Well, you hold your phone up. Yeah. And it, like, pops, and it goes, so anyway, it's going to take you to a website where it tells you all about the person that's underground, oh, all wow. about the person who's died. That's, like, the future of yeah. cemeteries. But I was thinking, do you want that on your tombstone, a QR code? Sure, why not? Mm. I want a song to play. What would like, you? Well, well, like it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like so, the minute you click it, it'll be like. So what song know, from Goldilocks will exactly be exactly like? I never know when to say when. Yeah. Well, oh, that's horrible for a dead person. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, the irony has got to be there. Oh, you like a good irony? Oh thing. yeah, you got to poke fun at it. Mine'll be penny in my pocket. <laughs> But you singing it like you do in the shower. Yes, which which <laughs> yep. you've not heard, but it's kind of impressive. But I'm sure it's amazing. You've actually performed most of the song for me before. Yeah, a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> on subways and elevators. Yep, yep, yep. Did it in front of David Hyde Pierce. Security asked me to leave, but it was kind of fun. <laughs> he was a good sport about it. Yeah, I bet he was. He was good. Um, so, Kevin... <laughs> It's, it's that time. T- it's that time for our favorite things. All right. All right, so what do you got? I'm going to have you go first. Okay. 
Um, now, mine's going to sound like it's a plug, but it really, this did come first and then the plug d- just comes second because mm. uh, there's, there's something that's going on where you work at 54 Below that has what? to do with this completely unrelated, except that it's just the same title of the same show what? that I wish to honor. Yeah. and uh, But I've always been a fan of this musical. Uh, it was, it did not, I think, get the fair chance that I think that it should have, oh, which wow. a lot of shows, it'll probably be revived someday and people will say, oh my gosh, this is a really good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of those shows that's based on a classic. So, you know, we've had Pride and Prejudice been around. We've had Sense and Sensibility go around. You know, after Les Mis proved that you could make a pretty, you know, good musical, this musical is definitely in the same vein as the pop operatic tradition, which oh. may have been the downfall of this because that it was coming at the, you know, I think the timeline of like that pop opera movement, you might say, this was near the end of it, 2000 mm-hmm. is when this came out. You know what it is? I know exactly what it what is. What is it? This is Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre. Oh, my God. Jane Eyre, the musical, based on the book, um, with music and lyrics by Paul Gordon, who uh, more recently did Daddy Long Legs that was yes. playing off Broadway. That I feel like my students love to sing those songs. Um, and then book by John Caird of Les Miserables fame. Um, it was first done in Toronto at the Royal Alexander Theater in 1996. That gives you an idea of when the process of writing this musical took place. It definitely, the score is sweeping. I would not say that it's a Les Mis, even though I could see how very easily it gets grouped in with those musicals, Miss Saigon, Les Mis, Femme Opera. It has it has an epic feeling to it, but it's really a pretty simple story. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to go into like what Jane Eyre is all about, because most of you probably already know that. But it was, unfortunately... Sorry. It's funny. Why are you laughing? It's, it's, I'll tell you at the end. Okay. It has nothing to do with this Jane Eyre. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's horrible. Okay. I'll tell you You're later. You're me up. Um, but it, uh, it opened at the Brooks Atkinson Theater on Broadway uh, in November 9th, uh, and it closed, uh, gosh, six, eight months later. You know, it was a very... It did not um, have the long run that I think that they were hoping. Um, what year again? Uh, 2000. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, and I think yes, it was it was a it was a busy year, but there was also I think it just couldn't find the right audience. But people who went into it loved it. Um, there was a lot of there was a major technical achievements that they did with for this show. They had to basically tear down the middle of the theater and give it better supports because there was this modular lighting device equipment, this like big stack in the middle that was suspended that weighed so much that they had to reinforce the stage, and that this technology was so advanced that they almost. They from my friends that were in it because I knew a lot of people when I did a little night music that had been in Jane Eyre and they were telling me that um, they really didn't get to, to tech or do Act Two. They they it's like they they spent all their time on Act One and then they ran out of time mm. and they just didn't have the time to really go into the development of Act Two and get all the technical qualities there. But it was it was a, a major stage uh, invention to have this modular thing that moved and rotated and could give the lighting and all because you have to imagine. You know, technology is the last 20 years has been. We listen to the Ken Billington interview and listen to him talk about how even lighting devices in the oh last my 20 years have completely changed and, and the way that designers' design has changed. So I think this was this, they were doing new things even then. One of the f- kind of fascinating things that I think, and I remember this when this happened, but when, uh, so they were nominated for a bunch of Tony Awards. Um, um, Marla Schaffel was for Best Actress, Best Score, Best Lighting Design, Best Musical. And so they were going to close. 
um, before the Tony. So like, let's say they had their closing notice like May twentieth, and um, but the Tony Awards weren't till the end of middle uh, beginning of June. Yeah. So uh, they. They needed someone to help keep them open. And Alanis Morissette, the pop singer, famously bought $150,000 worth of tickets, donated them to charities so they could stay open through the Tony Awards. True story. Because she was such a fan of the show. I did not know that. Isn't that wild? Yeah, a little fun fact. So they stayed on. They closed the, the, the day of the Tonys. So wow. they were staying open also just so they could get to that because they could have that those two weeks to just enjoy you know the the limited success that it found. Uh, the score is sweeping. It's a beautiful score. Um, some favorite songs: "Sweet Liberty," "Forgiveness" that my friend Jane Patterson sings, uh, "Brave Enough for Love." Um, it is a. Uh, I just think that it's worth a listen. I think that um, if you are a fan of Les Misérables or Miss Saigon or Phantom, you will hear similarities. But the, Paul Gordon definitely has his own voice, and he is, I think, a very valid theater writer. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to check out more of his works. But I, I know that this will get done again someday, and it gets done some from time to time. But it, it's all there. James Barber was in it. It was a good piece. Do you know when it's going to be at 54 Below? Yes, February 28th, that our good friend Robbie Roselle is directing. Oh, that's um, amazing. And Elena Shadow will be playing the Jane Eyre part. She's great. So if you're not doing anything, and believe me, they were not connected. It just happens that I know Robbie. But um, I love Jane Eyre, the score, and I think I would highly su- suggest going to 54 Below and checking it out, seeing that's, some of these songs sung. That's very exciting, because that's yeah. when we're going to see this again. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And, and to hear it really done by... And you gotta have great singers and great performers because it is a it is a hard piece to sing, but um, I think the music is lush and sweeping and uh, really worth a listen. So mm. if you if you have a chance, go out and listen to Jane Eyre. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I have it on my uh, iTunes. Yeah, uh, but I haven't listened to it yet. I'm having a massive problem with my iTunes. By the way, if anyone can help me out, <laughs> what's wrong with it? Well. Uh, this is kind of embarrassing, but here we go. Uh-oh. So I have a bunch of music on there, surprise, surprise, and yeah. it's all cast recordings. Something happened when I was transferring my music to my new computer. Oh, yeah. Do you know what this is? Oh, I know exactly. Like, all the files are all messed up, and they're not grouped together the way they should be grouped. Well, no, no, they're grouped together, except that anytime it says overture, Uh-oh. the only overture that plays, for some reason, is the showboat overture. <laughs> I'm really not joking. Like any time, like I went to go listen to the overture of Gypsy, of the classic, and I was getting, I, I was in my, I was like, ready, uh, yeah. And all of a sudden, I heard bomb, 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 bomb. It's like the opening of Showboat. So every overture on all of my albums, oh, that's weird, is now the Showboat it's like, overture. Um, someone listening knows exactly what's wrong, but it's there's something with the way you're grouping the files and like your really in, in the iTunes like folder, yeah. But like if it says finale. It's like the say, it's like the, the the appropriate finale for each so show. So strange. But every overture now is, is just the showboat, showboat overture, which was really confusing because like I was listening to Jesus Christ Superstar <laughs> and it came out. You didn't bomb, bomb, No, I don't get any of that. And I'm a big overture fan. That's a great overture. The Jesus Christ Superstar I guess overture. I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll never know at this point. Oh my gosh. So anyway, that's if anyone knows how to fix that. I'm sorry. Somebody let me know. Because as let much Rob as I love hear his show- overtures, he wants to hear his overtures again. <laughs> as much as I love Showboat, no. I, I, I kind of want to hear some other overtures. You got to hear some Goldilocks. I hear nothing, pal. I got nothing. So if anybody knows how to fix that, it's a sad song. Send help help Rob out. 
So, um, what's your favorite thing for the die? Ooh. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now, the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So mine is a musical. Okay. Much like you. It's okay. a musical. Um, it only ran for 61 performances. Mm. At the Palace Theater. Mm. It's not La Cajo Fall with Van Johnson. <laughs> Throwback to previous episode. Uh, 61 performances at the Palace Theater. It opened in a very competitive season because there were a lot of big musicals that 60s? year. 60s? Not 60s. It was a very competitive season, and all the other musicals were very big. And this one was very tiny. And it played the Palace? And it played the Palace. This show, I do think patent leather shoes really reflect up? No, <laughs> I don't know why. We will that, never talk. That about never would have played the palace on this show. <laughs> as soon as we have to start talking about that show on our didn't, favorite no, things, I, didn't we talk about that with someone like um, who, somebody was in it? Somebody, I think we interviewed. Oh, Larry Hawkman yeah. was involved in yeah, it. Yeah, that was it. Um, Good job. Thank you. Sometimes it's all a blur now. Like it we, used is. To, I used, we used to know so much, and now I feel like I'm like, yeah, I, I heard something about that <laughs> one time. Didn't what we? is this? What is this? <laughs> all right. So, all right. What year? What season? Uh, the 78-79 season. Ooh. So um, the other musicals that opened this year all right, were uh, Bessel Whorehouse in Texas, yep. um, Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. They're playing our song, which is only you know eight people, but still pretty big considering right. it's Neil Simon and Marvin Hamlish. So this is uh, just this Carmelina? little... Carmelina? No. Okay. No, but... Oh, that's... Your... We, we, we discussed that on this show. I, I actually love Carmelina. I enjoy the cast recording that they made years later because then they brought back a couple people. I can't remember George if we've Brown. talked um, about it. No, I don't think we have. That should oh, be have one. Have, was it a favorite thing? I feel like we have. I feel at like some it point. could have been one of my favorite things. We'll go back and look if our listeners know. Oh God! So it's not it's not okay. Carmelina. It's by a very reputable composer and lyricist. Is this like a Charles Strauss musical? Not Charles Strauss. Um, it's uh, a, it's he, he's a big name. Malpy and Shire. No, no, no. He's, I mean, he's he was a big, big name. He had a string of hits in the '60s, and then the '70s weren't so kind to him. Uh, a learner. No, no, no. Uh, Richard Rogers. No. <laughs> uh, very optimistic. Jerry Herman. Yes, it's a Jerry Grand Herman Tour. Show. It's the Grand Tour. Bam! Look at you. Wow. Ooh, ooh. I don't know much about the Grand Tour. Oh, good. Neither do I. Because. <laughs> <laughs> That iTunes also erased the Grand oh, Tour. Geez. And now it's just, it's old voice lessons. Ooh, pause. Oh, hold, my pizza's here. So yes, it is the Grand Tour. All right. Jerry Herman. We took a little bit of a break because of pizza arrived. So. <laughs> Can't blame us. Just so you're aware. Um, so the Grand Tour actually might have suffered because Joel Grey was its lead. 
That's what Jerry Herman says. Really? Yes. So the Grand Tour is based on a play. And the, the story of the Grand Tour is um, a man who has this incurable optimism about him. You know the song, um, I'll Be Here Tomorrow, the Jerry Herman song? Sure. Have you never heard it? I don't think so. Oh, my God. It's No, no, no. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. Um, so he is a man who is stuck in Paris. Um, he's trying to get out of Paris before the Nazis arrive. Oh, gosh. Um, and he hooks up with a colonel. Now, here's the cool thing. Like he hooks up with a colonel? No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, there's a colonel. Oh, okay. Joel Gray <laughs> buys a car to get out of Paris but can't drive the car. There's a colonel at the hotel he's staying at, played by Ron Holgate, who knows how to drive but doesn't have a car. So guess what? Hey. They road trip. Hey, yo. They also pick up the colonel's girlfriend, oh, Marianne, played adorable. by Florence Lacey. Wasn't there a song called Marianne? Yes, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful song. Um, and they they escape and try to flee before the Nazis invade. And as they're on the car ride, Joel Gray starts to fall in love with um, I see. The colonel's girlfriend. Uh-oh, so trouble. It's, it's trouble in paradise. Yeah, so it's like Sound of Music meets <laughs> Sound of know. Music meets <laughs> like some sort of like rom com. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like Sound of Music meets Bridesmaids. That's yeah, exactly and how Mac and Mabel. Yeah, yeah I got Matt, it. that's exactly how Jerry Herman pitched gotcha. it to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want to tell you any more than this because well, I'll give you a little history, but I want you to discover the show on your own. <laughs> I don't want you to give. Me, I don't want to give you any more. I'm just going to tell you that much. And yeah, like, and then, uh, but I'll tell you more. Um, so, in the original play, the Colonel and the Joel Gray character were equal. They were equal. Um, and then with Joel Gray playing it, it's a star. So it's sort of through every. It, it's not really right. a triangle anymore. It's now totally out of whack. They've revised the show a couple of times, once with Jason Graw, right. our former guest. At the York? Once was, once was at the York and once was in Los Angeles, so mm. they worked on it there together. Um, and the show uh, got really wonderful reviews once it was subdued, uh-huh. once it was, that it, was, it was two actors that are of an equal status with one another. So once again, the show is really, really pretty. The show is really, really beautiful. If you've not had the chance to take a listen to it, it's one of Jerry, I, it's not his best score, but there's no reason why it shouldn't be up there with something like well, Lacage. Well, yeah, fact, I mean, like, yeah. if you, everyone loves Mac and Mabel, and this came right after that, and, and also you love Lacage, and yet he was at the peak of his game. I yeah. mean, like, he knew how to write a song. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's one of his lesser-known shows. It's called The Grand Tour. Um, it's available on iTunes. It's available on Apple Music, and I think if you want to do it illegally, which you shouldn't do, it's available on YouTube as well. Um, if anyone out there has actually seen or saw the original, let us know if this is um, if this is correct, if this is absolutely correct, if whether or not Joel Gray really threw it off balance or there was something that wasn't working with the show. Um, Jerry Herman has said, and Jason Graz also said, that when it plays as a jukebox, not jukebox, as it plays in like a jewel box theater, in a small little theater, it's very, very moving. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping that maybe it'll come back, maybe in encores at some point. Um, and make it intimate, and let's see yeah. what happens with it. Uh, but I think, especially in today's climate, this idea of I'll be here tomorrow, this idea of optimism in the face of adversity is something we all need. I find that every time I turn on the news, I have to shut it off and then immediately turn on like a Jerry Herman <laughs> album. Yes, I really do, because it's so it can get so negative, but I found... Yes. Maybe it's just the mood that I'm in, but I found the show, the score to be very, very moving and a little bit of a panacea for what everyone is going through at this current moment. I love moment. a good panacea. Me too, not to be confused with a pancreas. <laughs> um, 
Those are two big SAT wow. words right there for you. Okay. So uh, once again, mine is uh, Jerry Herman's The Grand Tour. Mine is Jane Eyre. We're going to eat this pizza and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.